Hi everyone, my name is Deb Norton and I'm the host of this podcast, Life is But a Google. Today we're going to be talking about stop animation videos. Recently my coworker was able to bring in a zoetrope to our media center. Zoetropes are an early form of animation technology. A zoetrope is made up of a cylinder with slits cut vertically in the sides. And then there's this row of images on the inside of the cylinder. And these images go sequentially, which means the scene in each image follows the scene in the image before it. And so experiencing a zoetrope really got me to thinking about animation and how we can use stop animation videos with our students in our classroom. Here we go. I think I have a lot of great things that you're going to enjoy hearing about today. Have you ever seen or made a stop animation video? I made my very first stop animation video back when I was getting my master's degree. We had to make our animations from scratch with a hundred or so pictures taken on a camera and then uploaded into a video editor. Oh my gosh, it was so much work and I learned a ton from doing it. But today there are so many programs and tools for creating stop motion videos and it really has become a much easier and faster process. Stop animation videos are ideal for helping students learn about concepts that involve processes and progressions. Basically anything that benefits from including an element of movement to explain how it works. So students can draw illustrations or we can use toys or Legos or manipulatives or any everyday household items, even things like cotton balls to represent an abstract concept like molecules or equations. Anything that would be difficult to depict in a regular video could be put into a stop animation video. Pretty much any academic area can support the use of stop animation as a way to demonstrate learning. So I have a bunch of examples for you today. One would be in science courses where students have learned about the process of erosion by looking at a static picture in a book with arrows to represent the movement. But if the students can use stop animation to illustrate science vocabulary words like erosion and deposition, these abstract concepts start to have a little more meaning for students. Other science processes that could be taught with stop animation might be life cycles, food webs, the process of collecting energy, maybe moon phases, fossilization, planet rotations, um, anything that has to do with uh, recessive and dominant genes. There's so many things that we could do in the area of science for stop animation. Math courses would be ideal for using stop animation. Concepts that involve progression such as place value and fractions lend themselves really, really well to stop animation. Students can also use math manipulatives to demonstrate how they solved a word problem. And in high school math courses, students can use stop animation to demonstrate processes by simply using a whiteboard, a marker, and an eraser. ELA courses can allow students to create stop animation book reports or even reenactments of their favorite stories from literature. And social studies courses could allow students to reenact events from a historical figure's life, such as maybe the travels of Lewis and Clark. Stop animation also works really well to depict timelines and things that have happened over time. Even art, music, and fayed could incorporate stop animation 
into their courses because all of them involve some sort of movement. And music would be super fun to make a stop animation video to go with a piece of music that students had put together. All right, so there are many ways to create a stop animation video. And as I mentioned earlier, the process has become so much quicker and easier. Two of my favorite ways to create stop animation videos are with Google Slides and with a Chrome app called Stop Motion Animator, which is available from the Chrome Web Store. Let's talk about the first method, Google Slides. So when using Google Slides, students can choose a background for the video, and then they can add an object on top of the background. One tip I like to give to students is to use the word transparent when searching for an object to place in the background. So for example, if my video is showing how troops moved across a map during World War I, and I'm using a little soldier icon, or maybe I'm using um, a flag icon for the symbol on my background, in Google Images, I would search World War I soldier transparent background, or I could search Germany flag transparent background. When the image has this checkered background in Google Images, then I know the image will have a transparent background, which is going to look a lot nicer on top of my background than a regular rectangular image with a white background. Another tip I give to students is to use the format options for any image on Google Slides to change the transparency, color, or to flip it vertically or horizontally. And yet another tip is to double click on any image to crop that image. I use this method, for example, to make the image of a sun appear to be disappearing slowly behind the horizon just by cropping part of it away each time I move it closer to my horizon and my background. Now, once students have a background with images, they can easily duplicate the slide and then move the images on the background just in short little increments to show movement. Students will continue to duplicate the slide and move their images just a little bit at a time to show the different progressions. When the student has several slides created, they can see how their stop animation video is going to look by clicking on File and then Publish to the Web. They can change the transition time between slides to be just one second long. Students also do need to select the box that says start slideshow as soon as the player loads to make it a video. To make the animation play even faster than one second per slide, students can copy the published to the web URL and paste it into a new tab. Then, if the students move their cursor all the way to the end of the URL, they will see the number 1000. They can change this to a smaller number to make the animation play even faster than one second per slide. If they change the number 1000 to 500, for example, the slides will transition every half second. The nice thing about using Google Slides is that you really don't need any props or anything other than a computer. So it makes stop animation just super quick and easy and very, very low tech. But now let's consider the other option I mentioned, which is the Chrome app called Stop Motion Animator. This can be found in the Chrome Web Store. And it is a simple tool that uses the webcam on any device to capture a picture. 
Stop motion animator also shows what is called the ghost image or another fancy term is onion skin of the previous image. So students know exactly where an object was placed in the previous frame. Students can also record audio with their video, which is really great, especially if you want to do some little sound effects. Videos can be saved and downloaded, which can then be back uploaded and worked on at a later time in the app. The animation videos are downloaded as what's called a .webm file, and teachers can load any .webm file into the stop motion animation site to view the videos. Stop motion animator is a very low tech and simple app to use. If students are looking for something more advanced than Google Slides or stop motion animation, I recommend the Stop Motion Studio app that can be used on any device when downloaded from the Google Play Store or from the Apple Store. There are a lot of different types of stop animation videos. For example, students could use everyday objects. Just look around you right now. Any object can be moved and used in a stop motion video. The set doesn't even need to be created as an object that's just anywhere sitting in its natural setting can be ready to capture. Students can use toys or figurines, pretty much anything around them to bring stop motions to life. Whiteboard stop animation is one of my favorites. All you need is a whiteboard and some whiteboard colored pens. You can create some really basic stop motion with this method. And if you're a good artist, well, then the sky is the limit. The trick is to make sure you secure both your camera so it doesn't move and your whiteboard so it doesn't move. That's the best way to create a whiteboard stop animation video. Paper cutout combines a real arts and crafts feel and it's a great approach for a wonderful effect. You can either draw shapes or you could cut images from magazines to create an animated story. You would need a clean, well-lit tabletop and a camera that's suspended from overhead. You have to make sure that camera is pointed directly downward and really secure. Uh, you would need to make sure that there's enough space for you to work underneath the camera to make sure that it's, so you have to make sure it's suspended like high enough off the tabletop. But this is a really fun way to make one. And you can just do a Google search or YouTube search for paper cutout animation, and you'll get a lot of great ideas. Lego stop motion is probably one of the most popular methods of stop motion amongst beginners. There are millions of Lego stop motion, or some people call them brick films, as they are um, called on YouTube. The good thing about Lego animation is that you have both your set and your characters already made for you to use with your Legos, but it really is um, a very simplistic way to tell a story. So claymation is probably one of the more challenging forms of animation. I'm so thankful I have not had to do a claymation for my master's program. Uh, you know what, but it really doesn't have to be that difficult. You can make very simple characters without any arms or legs and still have really engaging video. You don't even really have to make characters with the clay. Um, simple shapes can be used to morph into another shape and really becomes very artistic and entertaining in manner. Once again, you can just YouTube search claymation animation videos and you'll see some really creative ideas on the internet. 
The last one I have to share with you is sticky notes animation, which is just what you're actually thinking it is. Just get a pack of sticky notes and a place to stick them and you're good to go. This approach has some really impressive examples on YouTube. Again, just search sticky notes stop animation and I think you'll be really amazed at what you can do with a pack of sticky notes. Oh wait, I thought of one more. And this last example, I promise this is the last one, is called time-lapse animation, and it's really different from the others. So in this form of stop motion, you simply set your camera or computer, or in my case, I might use our document camera to take snapshots at equally spaced intervals over long periods of time. And it, you can capture things that happen slowly. An example might be if you're baking something in the oven, it could capture pictures of that. Or what about like melting ice? Or when the snow comes, we could definitely get a stop motion of the snow building up. <laughs> but there's so many great ideas, even a flower growing in the spring. Just different things that happen over time can be captured in a time-lapse animation. I'll be interested to hear what your thoughts are on stop animation videos. I hope I've inspired you a little bit. The next time you're planning a lesson and the concepts that you want the students to learn were leaning toward change over time or a process or progression, maybe consider allowing students to create a stop animation video to show their learning and their understanding of the concept. The technology behind these videos is really quite low tech and super simple to use. And the platforms of Google Slides or the Chrome Stop Motion Animator app just make it so quick and easy for our students. Thank you so much for listening to this Life is But a Google Search podcast. Let me know your thoughts on how I'm doing. You can send me an email at deb.norton.tech at gmail.com. You can also reach out to me on Instagram. I am at instagram.com backslash deb.norton.tech. And I'm on Twitter, twitter.com backslash deb underscore Norton. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope you've been inspired. And thanks for staying up to date with technology. I'll see you next week.